Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Waiting for our other guitar player to come up here, Tim. <laughs> Tim's our sound man. Guitar player, choir member. What else, Tim? Breakfast cooker. Did you cook breakfast this morning? No.
Church. As you can tell, 
I'm not Tim Hobbs. Yay. Yeah. Just kidding. Just kidding. Tim is away today graduating Molly with her Yay. master's degree. We are very proud of her. So um, you are stuck with me for two weeks. Next week, Tim, ha Tim was um, chosen to give the um, alumni uh, sermon for the um, Berry College out of all of the alumni that have graduated from Berry College. Um, Tim was asked to come and do the um, preaching for the alumni um, celebration next weekend. So we are very proud of him for that. Um, and we said, yes, go, go, go. It'll be all right. Um, let me draw your attention to the announcements in the bulletin. Um, before I do that, before I do that, let me say happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Um, happy Mother's Day to those of you who are mothers by body. Um, who have birthed the babies, um, happy Mother's Day to you. Happy Mother's Day to those of you who are mothers by heart. I tell folks I don't have children of my body, but I have children of my heart. Um, and those are my nieces and nephews. Um, so happy Mother's Day to all of you out there. Um, we honor you. If you are a guest this morning... We are especially glad that you are here. Um, please, please know that you are welcome here always um, in, our, in this house of God's worship. Um, so we are glad that you are here. There are little red books at the end of each row. If you will um, sign those and pass them down, give, a, give us as much information as you are comfortable giving us. If you will give us your email address, you will get an e-news um, every Thursday morning. So if you would like to have one of those, please include your email address. Okay, now for announcements. Um, let me remind you that our Henderson um, Community, Christian Community Outreach um, Commodities Day is this coming up Tuesday. Um, so if you can help with that, please see Mary Dunham. Um, the deacons meeting that normally would meet tonight is meeting on Wednesday at 5 o'clock here. Next Saturday, the men, the men's Sunday school class, or the guys, um, are doing a fundraiser so that we can um, uh, raise funds for a new air conditioning unit come July. We will be grateful. Um, it will be in the parking lot next Saturday. Uh, they are selling uh, smoked pork chop sandwiches and uh, half barbecue chicken. Um, drinks and desserts. If you would be willing to provide some desserts, um, see Sybil. Thanks. Um, and we begin our um, collection campaign for Marsha's Place. Um, if you would like to um, provide, uh, collect money for Marsha's Place from Mother's Day to Father's Day, um, that would be great. Virginia. Marseille has an announcement about onions. I want to thank everybody who has ordered onions to help raise money for the youth fund. Um, they are in and they're over there by the doors. So if you wouldn't mind, if you, if you place an order, when you go to pick your onions up, if I'm not over there, there's a list on the left-hand side of the cart with your names that show that you paid. Please just scratch your name off when you pick up your onions. And there's also a card below that list 
um, with some recipes on that, you're free to take one of those as well when you pick up your onions. Thank you very much. Let's stand and sing our hymn of gathering. Page 220. 230. 
Will you please join me in the responsive reading titled, Joy. Come, Lord Jesus, and bring joy to your people. Glory to the Lord Joy to the child who knows that we are celebrating something too mysterious to explain in words. Joy to the one who needs to know that your love encompasses the whole world. Joy to the homeless mother who longs to carry with her the assurance of your being at home with those the world tosses aside. Glory to all of us caught up in your love as though we were experiencing your presence for the first time. Let us sing, let us shout, and let us speak our joy to all the world. Amen. Happy Mother's Day to everybody. Um, this morning's scripture reading is from John 15, verses 9 through 17. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. 
I have said these things to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I do not call call you servants any longer because the servant does not know what the master is doing. But I have called you friends because I have made known to you everything that I have heard from my father. You did not choose me, but I chose you. And I appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, so that the Father will give you whatever you ask him in my name. I am giving you these commandments so that you may love one another. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Testing. Sorry about the phone. If you all ever see me with a phone going off, I'm on call. I'm a social worker at Methodist Hospital, and usually somebody's wanting me, and it always happens on Sunday morning during church service, it seems like. Good morning, boys and girls. How are you all today? Good. Do you all have any idea what we're talking about today when all we're hearing about is joy? Do you all know what joy is? Tell me. Something that makes you happy. I think that's a very good description. If somebody asks me to say one thing about joy, the first thing that comes to my mind is joy to the world, the Lord has come. Remember the Christmas song we sing that has that in it? Well, joy is a very powerful word, and I need three adult children. Mary, you want to be one? Mark and Boyd. Nora. And I'm not going to embarrass I won't embarrass you this time, I promise. No leprechaun hats. No, you just got to be fan of white and hold up a letter. But please get in the right order. And have it up right side up, Mark. Last time you had yours upside down. You all help them out there, please. Okay, joy. It's a little bitty word. J-O-Y. And in the scripture that was read, we, t- we talk about Jesus giving us joy. But there's a secret in the word of how we can have joy. Okay? Do you all know what the secret is? If we put Jesus first, J. If we put others second, O. And we put ourselves, or yourselves, last, yourself then that's a secret to joy, that we always keep Jesus first, others second, and then yourself last. Then we will have joy because we will be doing for others and keeping Christ in our life. And you remember he said the joy will be complete if you do this. 
Okay? Now, today is Mother's Day, so always remember to bring joy into your mother's life, too. Okay? I know that you have. So let's have a word of prayer, please. Our dear Lord and most gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for this beautiful day that you have given us and the opportunity to gather together in your name. Please let us always to remember the letters of joy to keep you first in our life, others second, and then yourself last. And may our days be long and bountiful upon this earth, and you have promised us in your word that joy will be ours. These things we ask in your name. Amen.
Heavenly Father, we're thankful for this place. We're thankful for these people. We're thankful for our mothers. Bless these tithes and offerings. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
from Paul Daniel Engstrom. I'm not putting it on the wrong way. I, Andrew Paul Daniel Engstrom. I, Andrew Paul Daniel Engstrom. Do take Melissa Renee Warren. Do take Melissa Renee Warren. To be my lawfully wedded wife. To be my waf- lawfully. <laughs> and pancakey. <laughs> I've been scared of this all my life. can you? You have to laugh with this bride. I've watched this thing a dozen times and I crack up every time. Joy. Complete, whole, from your soul joy. Sarah and Abraham had been childless. Sarah was unable to give Abraham what he wanted most. Unable to give herself what she wanted most. She wasn't part of the Mother's Day Out gang because that was for mothers, after all. She wasn't included on the children's play dates because she didn't have any children to bring. She wasn't invited to baby showers because she was a constant reminder of, oh, that could happen to me. So Sarah gave Abraham permission encouragement even to have a baby with another woman so she could at least carry out his legacy. Well, we know that didn't work out very well, but she was desperate. And then one day she overheard a conversation between God and Abraham. God was promising Abraham that in a year, Sarah would give him a son whose name would be Isaac. And Sarah just busted out laughing. She and Abraham were an old couple by this time. Abraham was 99 years old and she wasn't far behind him. There was no way that was going to happen. My Greenville, South Carolina friends, Ted and Ann Gardner, too, had always wanted kids. They tried and tried. She went through fertility shots and in vitro everything to get pregnant. And nothing, nothing worked. 
So they applied to to an adoption agency, and soon enough, they were the chosen couple for a beautiful baby girl in California. They jumped through all kinds of hoops. They were away from home and jobs for weeks on end to do everything that they needed to do to bring Mason home with them, and they did. When Mason was about three months old, Anne kept saying she was just really tired and throwing up all the time. They figured it was the stress of having a new baby in the house trying to find that routine again, just kind of common new parent adjustments and stress, they thought. But Anne went to the doctor. Yep, she was pregnant. Six months pregnant. Mason and Katie, sisters, daughters to Ted and and Anne, born six months apart. Joy, heart-filled, gut-swelling, soul-popping joy, complete, whole, mature, God-blessed and Jesus-given joy. But in our scripture passage for today, it's an odd place and an odd time to be talking about this kind of joy. Jesus was trying to get the disciples ready for his death. I'm going away, he says, to get things ready, but I'll be back. You won't be alone. You will never be alone. I'll make sure of that. Remember, Jesus tells them, that I love you. I love you the way God loves me. Abide in my love. Abide is kind of a strange and funny word, isn't it? Don't you think? Abide. To remain or continue. Although we tend, I tend to think of abide is to reside or dwell or live there. You abide in your abode. And then there's abide by. To act in or accord to act in accordance with, to submit to, or to remain steadfast or faithful to. Abide in my love. Live there. Waller in it like pigs in mud. Wrap up in it like a blanket in winter. My love. God's love. Abide in my love. Amy Westerfelt is a journalist who writes about health issues and technology, business, and the environment, primarily for the Wall Street Journal and The Guardian. She was writing a story about formalized forgiveness training. Isn't it interesting that um, we would write how-to manuals and hold training conferences on something as intangible as forgiveness? Even more fascinating is that people would flock by the thousands, desperately learning, trying to learn how to do it. Professor Frederick Luskin begins, begins his conference by holding his hands out like this. And he says, most of our disappointments in life stem from wanting this and getting this. Forgiveness is about what you decide to do with this space in the middle. Are you going to adjust to what you expect and let the rest go? Or are you going to live in this space? 
we tend to save forgiveness for the big things like murder and unfaithfulness, embezzling, lying, cheating. But can we forgive our brother for being annoying? Can we forgive that rude, self-centered jerk for butting in line at the stoplight in front of Walmart? Can you tell we're my girls? (laughs) Can we forgive a colleague for not holding up their end of the workload? Forgiveness becomes important for letting go of the normal, everyday things that rub everybody the wrong way. There's a Chinese proverb that says, if you want happiness for an hour, take a nap. If you want happiness for a day, go fishing. If you want happiness for a year, inherit a fortune. But if you want happiness for a lifetime, help someone else. The Apostle Paul says the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, gentleness, and self-control. Abide in my love as I remain in God's love. God's love created human beings to be companions. God's love kept kept creating human beings, companions when we were just like other children, when we stopped wanting to the companionship of our parents. God's love created covenants, kept promises, and protected us even in the wilderness of our life. God's love gave us prophets and kings when all God wanted was time in the garden. God's love provoked a dare to put skin on and come to us as us. God's love walked with us, taught us, healed us, laughed with us, cried with us, lived with us, forgave us until we just couldn't stand it anymore. And then God's love picked up the pieces and kept going. Frederick Bickner reminds us that we are above all things loved. This is the good news of the gospel and loved not just the way we turn up on Sunday mornings in our best clothes, on our best behavior, with our best feet forward, but loved as we alone know ourselves to be, the weakest and shabbiest of what we are along with the strongest and the gladdest. To come together as people who believe that just maybe this gospel is actually true should come together like people who have won the Irish sweepstakes. It should have us throwing ourselves around each other like people who have just discovered that every single man and woman in the pews is not just a familiar or unfamiliar face, but our long-lost brother or our long-lost sister, despite the fact that we have all walked in different gardens and knelt at different graves, we all, humanly speaking, come from the same place and are headed to the same blessed mystery that awaits us all. 
This is the joy that seems to be missing, and missing not just from church, but from our, whole, from our own lives. The joy of, of not just managing to believe at least part of the time that it's true, that life is holy, but actually running into that holiness head on. Abide in my love. And while you're there, spread it around. Love one another. Greater love hath no one than this, than to lay down one's life for one's friends. You know, my life was going fairly well, so I thought I had a nice position in a big, influential CBF church, bought a house, had great friends. There were the usual ups and downs, but they were just speed bumps along the way. No big deal. Until July the 28th, 2003. The pastor I was working for thought our staff was too big. And since, and he had thought that since the day he was hired, unbeknownst to any of us on the staff. And I was last in. His actions were underhanded and deceitful. His words were mean and hateful, and I was unprepared. The first phone call I made and the first place I went was Hardy Clemens, the pastor I had served with when I first had taken that position. It was late afternoon, and I had no idea what he was doing or what his plans were for the rest of the day. But his words to me were, come straight here. He gathered me up. He held on to me while I sobbed into a puddle on his carpet. He listened and he loved me. After about two hours, Hardy said, this isn't your fault and you're not leaving this house until you understand that. I told him he better turn down the bed in the guest room because I was nowhere near understanding that. And for the next year, Hardy was my friend, my coach, my support, the buoy that kept my head above water. Greater love hath no one than this, than to lay down your life for a friend. Zacchaeus was a wee little man. A wee little man was he, Zacchaeus, was a tax collector, a cheat, a thief, and a hated man. And Jesus had dinner with him. Simon was a leper, ostracized, outcast, feared. And that was where Jesus was anointed by a woman with an alabaster jar of nard. She had no name. The woman they wanted to stone to death because she was accused of adultery. Hmm. Where are your accusers? Neither do I condemn you. Go on your way and sin no more. Joy. Heart-filled, gut-swelling, soul-popping, complete, whole. Can't help yourself but laugh right out loud. Holy hilarity, Batman. Amen.
Will you stand with me as we sing our closing hymn? 300.